Welcome back, Vikings fans. We're here for a second week of this new episode called Ghosts, Gods, and Running Dogs, and a whole lot more. So sit tight, and we're about to bring it to you. Coming right next. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Here we go. Is this new music? I've never heard this music. <laughs> I didn't hear it all <laughs> Sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ease into this episode. Quite a dynamic episode of Vikings. Just, uh, I don't know, just Lauren, off the top, what are your first thoughts? Just off the top. My thoughts are like, holy cow, what in the world <laughs> is going on? Bjorn has so many decisions to make, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he's making the best decision. Right, right. There's a whole <laughs> lot of decisions to be made. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am your host, Al Gregg, and I'm here with the lovely Lauren B. Mosley, talented actress as well. Uh, this is going to be my partner in crime. And uh, we've got to say thank you. <laughs> a fond farewell to uh, Yeku and James. They are no longer going to be on the show. And uh, this is my first time actually hosting Vikings or in the mm-hmm. anchor chair. <laughs> so I'm just going to give it my best shot. We're just going to have fun Got with it. it. And we rely on you guys, you know, out in the chat to help us out. Uh, and we rely on your feedback. And we'll definitely give you shout outs if you leave comments. And we'll, we'll address them next week as well. All right. So a lot going on. Cot to cot. We have uh, Bjorn talking about still wrestling whether he should go leave and rescue King Harold. We know that his mom, Lagatha, advised him against it. Lagatha has uh, has uh, settled in this other kind of side island, you know, with I guess with some other, and we'll talk about the other people that have joined her. We got Russia going on, yep. Prince Oleg and uh, Ivar, and uh, Ooh, yeah. they're a mess. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a big mess. And by the way, for the audience, we usually divide it into, uh, I guess, locations. You know, we talk about the uh, Katagat location, and we talk about the Russia location, and within the Katagat de- uh, location, we'll talk about Lagatha Island. I'll just call it that, Lagatha okay. Island. <laughs> and uh, also, and within, I guess, uh, along those lines, Norway... I, I think of his part as, as the same, like, Viking territory, but we know we got King Olaf there who uh, has King Harold. Correct. So, anyway, so, yeah, so let's, so let's talk about this, I guess. So let's talk about uh, Katagat first. What are your thoughts on, Bjorn, on uh, Bjorn deciding to go and rescue King Harold? Why? <laughs> Why? Why are we doing this? In fact, some of his right-hand men have said this. His wife has said it. You know, in the last episode, she said, this is not going to prove your kingship at all. So why are you doing this other than for great storytelling? <laughs> okay, besides great storytelling, let me let me throw this out there, and I think I mentioned this last time. I'm big on the bro code. And everybody's not big okay. on the bro code. Yes. Uh, Harold was there. <laughs> Harold came to his aid, I believe, right? In, yes. Uh, with some soldiers. Um, also, Harold talked about, you know, he he could have pressed, I don't know, his option to marry the same girl. They were both kind of trying to uh, uh, woo the same girl, but he didn't press it. Right. So I'm kind of like Bjorn in the sense that I believe in karma. If you want somebody to have your back, and if he's had your back in the past as far as a battle, I believe you should kind of like keep your word, you know. And I, I, I think that's good karma and it'll benefit you in the future. But you say yeah. no because... King Harold is... 
he's just not a guy of his word. Like, but he's never liked to Bjorn. He's we know he's liked to Lagatha. That was the thing Lagatha brought up too. She's like he's untrustworthy. I remember she said that because she because he kidnapped Astrid, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's killed his brother. And he killed his brother. But that was in battle, though, right? Come on now. That was like. <laughs> A nice happy ending, like circumstances just worked out for him. Okay, okay, right? okay. So just, just not a trustworthy guy. He's not, not trustworthy. Not high on the moral He's scale. He's not the, the type that if he had his back for Bjorn because it was for his better interest. Makes sense. So if it's not going to work in his better interest, right? Is he really the guy that's going to have your back? Probably not. Like, okay. No. I think I think <laughs> and he's risking now Bjorn's risking his life. He is and his army and his troops. Thank which you. which is the well being of his, his city down the line. So I agree And this is a major decision. It's a huge decision. This is his first big decision. Like, are you gonna go to war, you know? Yes. And I, and go to war for somebody else. Yes. So uh yeah, I told you how I feel about the bro code, but then again I'm not a king and I know as a king there are other uh, things to consider. Right. You know, I think it's good to build allies and all that and generate trust, but and and uh and wars are really fought on uh uh what do you call those on allies joining and you know coalitions and treaties, but yeah, you got to you allies, still got to weigh the yeah. pros and cons. Yeah, and you know, we really want to hope because in my humble opinion, I believe Bjorn is trying to do this and he says this over and over and over again because he doesn't want to be like Ivar. He doesn't want to be a ill or evil mm. intent type of king. Okay. So he's trying to do good. He's trying to be a good king. He's trying to do good. He's trying to do good. But, okay. <laughs> but sometimes you can't do good. Right. You just can't. <laughs> I feel like his good actions, if we had to make predictions. Uh-huh. It's gonna bite him, and we already got a hint of that and when we get more, to the end. Yeah, the ending of I know we got a big, <laughs> we got a big hint to that. So we definitely yeah. see that that playing out. Um, let's also talk about what's going on in Katakat. Uh, oh, we also uh, Kettle Flatnose. He's the character who came back from Iceland. And Bjorn was like last last uh, last week. He was like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Well, Floki left, right. and he got discouraged." And you, I'm glad you reminded me that Bjorn immediately called him out. That doesn't sound like Floki. Yeah. Did not. Now here's the thing: Floki did leave because he was frustrated, but he the other guy didn't mention about how he basically forced an insurrection. You know what I mean? It's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so kettle I, kettle flat nose is his name. Now it's easy to remember because I remember the shape of his nose, but um. Yeah, he was a brawler. He's kind of a brute. And we know he always has ulterior motives. And, and a troublemaker. And a troublemaker, yes. as we'll get to later on. We'll see he causes trouble trouble on uh, Lagatha Island. But anyway, so yeah, so at the beginning of that episode, we know Bjorn, is, he's decided to go. He's taking his troops. He's already weighed the options. Uh, his wife, let's, oh, I don't know why his wife's name is escaping me now, the big tall warrior, but you guys can help us out. But with that said... It's escaping me too. Um, <laughs> with that said, and I, and I love her character. With that said, she's basically like, well, you decide, whatever you've decided is, is what you should do. Like, trust your own judgment. Correct. You know, regardless of what anybody else says. So I think there's something to that as well. Like, let's say, even if it's a wrong decision, he's going to learn a serious lesson with the wrong decision. Correct. So I, I like I like that about her. I like the fact that she kind of has his back and doesn't want to like make up his mind for him. She's pretty easygoing for a wife, right? She seems like <laughs> it, but I expect it totally different because you remember how she was uh, like in the last couple of seasons. She, I don't know, she seems really hardcore, you know, kind of obstinate. As a warrior. As a warrior. As a warrior, she is kick butt, takes names later. Yeah, yeah. But as a wife, she's just 
like unbothered. <laughs> okay, unbothered and like, do you? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> that makes you happy. I'm happy. <laughs> right, 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 right. Also on uh, Cat's Guide, Vitzerk. Poor Vitzer, the drunken brother. He seems to be having a a nervous breakdown. And we've seen it kind of progress because last week it was just like, okay, he's the town he's the town drunk and right. he's yelling out, but what about Ivar? So he kinda has this paranoid like that they still haven't, you know, captured or killed he's Ivar. Being Where is he? But but well, great words. Tell me your perspective on that. So, you know, our title mm-hmm. includes ghosts. There you go. <laughs> right? There you go. So that's so cute and clever on the writing. We've heard it throughout his scene. He's like, I'm seeing, you know, th- th- my lover from before. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing dead people. And we have this whole vision on the beachfront where he is seeing this woman that is burnt to the core and then she keeps popping up throughout the episode he's, and Ivar has stolen his family. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> he's literally seeing ghosts of uh, of the dead of his of his love uh Thor who I've uh, actually burned to death, which right. I don't know how you ever recover from that. He's uh, not. Yeah, he, obviously he's not. And I guess it's <laughs> manifesting now. So but what's so sad is the fact that like um Ivar is able to rent so much room in his head, though. That's the only thing. And he's not even there. And he's not even there. And they, what, a couple characters said that several times. Yeah. He's not here. He's he's not here. (laughs) But I also think it may be its destiny that, you know, they will be reunited or maybe that circle will be closed at some point. Who knows? Um, But poor Vitzer. Oh. So, before we get out of Katagat, uh, Ube... He says that we're going to send Vitzerk on a mission. Yes. What is it to trade along the salt trail? What is his mission? <laughs> the silk. <laughs> the silk trail. Salt so trail. Cool. Silk trail. Yes. <laughs> we're just getting him out of here. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because he's not even present in the room right, when right. this is announced. Yeah. And his brother is trying so hard to br- like reel him back into civilization and help him just be a stature of like kingship really and he is being tormented in the dark Mm. right and we're like what in the world bro like you are really being ivar is not there yeah but you don't remind (laughs) did you ever see the godfather you know fredo the brother that everybody thought wasn't as smart there's a brother fredo i kind of like that's like the fredo mission fredo you you, you go deal with the waitresses and you know go go deal with the uh the the bar something like that kind of like this token mission and 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 it's something you know because they keep talking they keep alluding to the importance of trade but obviously it's not it's, he, it's a good way to kind of get rid of him but too. he hypes it up to be like this amazing thing for the future as should, right as you should this is going to lead to china and mm-hmm. we already have france so mm-hmm. we need a new territory to take over so that we can continue to have our viking reign correct so, good point yeah good point and by you highlighting that just i'm thinking right now that highlights how uh, strategic Uber is, and now he has more of a, a global mentality. We've heard Bjorn talk about, you know, we want to uh, improve trade, and we're still Vikings, we want to travel, we want to do a little conquering, but he wants to do with, I guess, with a form of integrity. Whatever it is, the good Viking as opposed to Ivar, like we talked about. But I've heard a lot more specifics come from Uber, so that lets me a little bit, let me know a little bit more is going on there, as opposed to Bjorn, you know, who's preoccupied, you know, and he's kind of preoccupied, like, what should I do with Harold? So, you know. Uber's a little strategic. He's very, yeah, if we, we see a lot going on. You know, him jumping over to Christianity and then jumping back over. That's you know, right. To, he's That's very right. Strategic. Uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren, by the way, you know, even though she's new, she binged all the last five previous five seasons in a, what, a couple of weeks? Like a month. In a month? Okay. I just sat there and I kept watching. The show is addicting. Like, yeah. what in the world? <laughs> so what was, okay, so what turned you on to the show in the first place? I'm just curious. As a, as a new The comer. action. The action, okay. I love the action. Like, any any show or movie that deals with shoot 'em up I just gravitate towards uh-huh. it. And this is a whole new world. A lot of violence, yeah. Yeah, sadly. I, I was kind of partially, like, almost a little bit like Games of Thrones in, in that sense. You know? Yes. Yeah. But I have to say, and I know there's going to be a lot of people that don't agree with me, but I love this way more than Games of Thrones. Okay, okay. No, this is a very well-written show, so I, I, I think you made. It, I think you could make a good argument for that. Okay, so let's go to Lagatha Island. Yes. Lagatha Island, we know that uh, Ube and Torvi have, vow- have vowed to stay there until she gets on her feet, you know, build her, you know, a dwelling, leave her some, some goats, some food, make sure she's set, and they vow, we're not going to leave, you know, until you're straight. Uh, we cut uh, cut to they're a little bit further along. She's a little bit further established, and this group of women come up to her. Do you remember this group of women I, I'm referring of to? Of course. Okay. Of course. When you see a group of widows, <laughs> specifically, yeah. Hello. I, I literally was sitting there in that moment, like Lagatha, Queen Lagatha, because uh-huh. everyone was coming to her for help. You just, I think this scene is a pivotal moment to see her transition, okay. from a shield maiden. Into like the woman of the town, mm, you know, and a queen I, of rulership. A queen of rulership. There you go. Makes sense. So these are all women who, I guess, either lost their families or lost their husbands, and they've been killed. They're widows, and basically they're looking to uh, look into Lagatha as kind of like a maternal figure, right? Correct. Mm. That's an excellent word and, choice. And a protector, because you know everybody knows of, of Lagatha's fame as, as a warrior, as you alluded to. Okay, so we know we have this this whole group there. And uh, it kind of kind of gives you cool like feminine, you know. Uh, yes. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If you, just not girl power. Well, Woman there is power. some girl power. Girl, it is girl power. It is girl power. <laughs> I do girl power. It is. Yeah, yeah. So so go girl power for Lagatha and the crew. All right. So we know they're on that separate part of the island. And before uh, before uh, Ube takes off to go to Iceland, right? Uh, he uh, uh, Torby. Organizes this whole ritual sacrifice, I guess, to send them off with the gods and good fortune before they go to Iceland? Correct. Okay, what did you think about that whole ritual? I thought it was very, like, pivotal and strong. Mm -hmm. Because... In the in the former seasons, we've always seen Lagatha. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. La- she was La- the one who's usually painted yeah, up. Right? She, most of the time, if it wasn't Ragnar, uh-huh. so the last couple of times it was her. And to see the torch be passed on to another woman, mm-hmm. that was beautiful. G- good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> and you get to see like Torby's always had kind of like a hardcore side, but like now oh, we get we, to see her flexing. We saw it too because she was, as you just said, flexing yeah. on Uber. <laughs> Yeah, she like, went off. Don't leave me home. <laughs> I'm not no pregnant woman who needs your help. <laughs> that was a nice and, and that first, was a nice And I'm so glad the twist they took it because I was like, it almost, I didn't want to say it sounded uncharacteristic of her, but I was like, what, are they trying to make it like, this is my first thought. Like, she's hormonal and like, that's not her. No. That's not her. But then they, they showed that basically she's like, no matter where I go, pregnant or not, I'm riding with you. You're not Correct. leaving me. And they made they made it a very sweet moment about her love. There you go. All about her love and that she is a wife that's going to stand by her man. And right. I was like, 
Let's go. <laughs> hey, but you know me, I'm like the guy. I'm like, I didn't say anything like that. Like, where's this all, all this coming from? <laughs> no, it was a very sweet moment. But she yeah. did. They did have a nice little twisted moment uh-huh. in the, merging the two that I am a woman and I can fight too, yes. pregnant or not. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, definitely, man. These are Vikings. So, pregnant or not, you can fight. What about, here's another thing. Uh, married or not. Mm-hmm. Bjorn. This girl, Ingrid, is catting around, prancing around. She is serious. First of all, what what was your first impressions of Ingrid last week? You remember her last week? You know, last week, I was like, okay, you just... You're not going to take no for an answer. Uh Like, you're really not going to take no for an answer. And then I was like, okay, Bjorn is pushing back. He's not going to be like like his father. So you were like, okay, you know, just hold your ground a little bit. Right. He was trying his hardest to hold his ground. But this Okay, to not be like his father. Okay, good point. I didn't even think about it like that. Yes. Because this is something that pretty much, if I can say, I do believe all of the brothers I was going to say, it appears to be, I don't want to say it's the Vikings way, but it appears to be if you're a king and a woman offers herself to you, I haven't seen a Viking king refuse that offer. They just can't say no. Just can't say, hey, plus you're a Viking, you know, (laughs) and you're a king too. (laughs) I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that's that's not the way our culture is here, but, you know, certain things are cultural. They're cultural. (laughs) Yeah, he caved in this week, y'all. Well, come on, he didn't stand a chance. (laughs) She comes out of the water. Dripping totally naked, is. yeah, yeah. Like who could have, who could have, who could have stood up to that? He's he just a man. Ran. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he could have said no. I'm married. That could have been like the only thing he could have done, man. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I felt I knew I knew it was over then. So she yeah. came out the water. I was like, it was a wrap. <laughs> just had to be a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too not too many guys could hold back. Uh, but let's, I'm guess I'm just saying. Uh, her name is Ingrid. We talked about, and she even. Uh, acknowledged in front of his wife. His wife had caught her. She was like, I see that you have your, your eyes and you're looking at my husband. And she wasn't jealous. She was just like, these things don't usually end up good. Right. And I have a feeling because you see these you see these flings all the time but she doesn't definitely doesn't look like somebody who's gonna replace his wife or outshine his wife. Correct. So I and always I think that's why she holds her ground so strongly. Okay. I so because she's, she's like, secure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a shield maiden. I'm good. Like. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So anyway, so before we get out of uh, little uh, little Katagad, <laughs> Lagatha Island, <laughs> right? Uh, she's telling a story to Bjorn's kids. Yes. And I, I think it was about some king and I don't know the invasion, but at the same time they're showing. Uh, uh, kettle flat nose like invading this household right. and i remember i was asking you about it we were like wait wait is, is this the dream or is this the guy and we both agreed that it was him that we had seen before it wasn't you know but it, it was uh it was that image that visual image under the story that was, i guess kind of had like a similar motif of invasion right. that uh, uh was talking was telling. about gods okay going back to our title of this episode La- elaborate please well, she was telling the story about gods to her grandkids, uh-huh. and this whole scene was it, okay. Is so, the, the, was it the scene of a, a god that was invading or charging or going you to know, war? You know, that part I wasn't really okay. sure because they didn't show him going to war or anything. Right. They just showed him invading. Right. But the real moment that I took away from this this scene was that Lagatha was really being a grandma. Like, she really had this precious moment with her grandkids, Mm -hmm. and she was telling them bedtime stories. And you just when you think that she's about to settle in, and she's 
She can relax. Right. She can relax. She's completely put that sword down. Uh This situation is happening in the same kind of moment. So it's almost like, it's almost, uh, I guess what I gather from that moment thematically is that even though she has put her sword down, just in her psyche, the fact that she's telling these stories and in her nature and her culture, war is always out there. It's always a possibility. You know, even if if you're telling a a story to the the grandkids, it's always a possibility. Correct. So, yeah, I guess I I have a feeling we're going to see her pick up that sword again. I'd like to see her pick up the sword. Yeah. (laughs) I I know she's going to pick it up. Okay, okay, okay. I know she is she can't help it it's part of her dna all right so nothing good comes from that i keep wanting to skip ahead because we have all these other things going around we have you know what's going on in russia we have what's uh going on in norway with king olaf and then also also by the way audience uh we have a cool like uh news segment a news and entertainment update uh that lauren's going to deliver later there's a lot of stuff going on but i gotta wrap up what's going on here in Katagat, as far as uh, when Iron Flat knows, he storms like this household. And we cut, we don't see what happens, but later we cut to the widows and the group of women explaining to uh, Lagatha what's happened. Correct. They're coming to her for help. Like we had said before, she has like this very nurturing and motherly queen like spirit to her right now she is the woman of the town that's able to get things done because of her history and they literally are saying they raped us they took our kids this is the end like of our town and she's like oh no 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 prepare because they will be back and when they come back we're gonna fight we're gonna handle them we're gonna handle them that, that Lagatha's about to be back Lagatha's about to yeah. be back but yeah I mean I don't know it was just that was just so unexpected to me because everybody's sitting there they're chilling they kind of have this idealistic lifestyle and I'm like what is he going there is he just going to still but apparently he went in there and he raped and pillaged and, it, and I, I feel like he had to have more people because it couldn't have been just him right I think so because there were there were quite a few yeah there's like se- yeah there's like several women yeah I yeah, they showed at least eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, he may be strong. He's like, that's strong. <laughs> but bad flat nose. We we don't like that, you know. And I and I don't know. I'm just gonna make a bold prediction right now. He's been hanging around too long, doing all this devious stuff. So I think there's a point where he is gonna get his. But you know, that's that's for further down the line. I second that. All right, <laughs> all right. So let's move on to Russia. In Russia, we got Prince Oleg. And his new best friend, Ivar, sitting yeah. over there chilling. Ivar is, is friends with the with the little the little baby prince, the prince son, uh Prince Igor, who's actually next in line, and who Olog is kind of pledged to to look over and kind of uh, uh I guess you could say uh raise on his own. You know, yeah. that's one of the reasons why well, we got a hint last week that uh that uh, he and his brother Deer, King Deer, D-I-R, I think that's his name, right. were, were at odds because the brother came into town and he was like, look, you know, you need to uh, let, was it let the kid go or, you know, we're, basically we're going to kill you. So, uh, maybe you guys can uh, help fill, uh, fill in my memory. But the point is, in spite of that threat, uh, Oleg was able to bluff and say, well, if you do this, if you if you do this to me, then bad's going to befall you for sure. And, and the bluff worked. It did. It did work. So well, I'm but, just curious, what did you think about that? Well, I thought it was a nice little mirror effect of how Ivar used to trick people okay. all the time because okay. you know, as they're leaving the town and they have their safe passage, all three of them are going to the next place. Mm-hmm. Ivar's like, hey, what's up? 
and he admits that he knew all along. It wasn't even bluffing to the point of like, oh, maybe I know, maybe I don't know. He for sure, he he actually gave approval for them to get married. Right. Really? Right. Yeah, this I remember that. I remember. Yo, oh, yeah, stick Maisie. Yeah, he's so evil. Ivar. Evil <laughs> Ivar, man. Dastardly. Now, yeah, I, rem- I remember that. Um, so, okay, so yeah, so we and so we already talked about just the qualities that uh, Prince Oleg and Ivar share, and just both kind of like sociopathic, maniacalistic, just just totally dastardly dudes. But here's my question: uh-huh. with Ivar hanging around this guy, do you think that he's going to kind of have a mirror effect and feel like? Maybe this isn't sh- how I should act. Maybe these actions are mm. not of a king. Like, there's some moments where you see Ivar... Like, doing a double face, take, right? Yeah, his face is like, did you just do that? And then there are some moments where he's like, yep, that was, I would have <laughs> did that, I would have <laughs> did that. <laughs> okay, so redemption for Ivar, ladies and gentlemen. Is, is there, there redemption for Ivar? Okay, that's a good thing to think about. I saw him do a double take too, but I, I never put it together that he would actually uh, uh, be stunned, stunned, or shrugged from these elements. I thought it was just, I internalized him more Isn't like, okay, shocking? somebody's doing just what I would do. Dang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think you hit on something. I think you hit on something good point. And otherwise, and and because they both claim to be gods, they both have to. Each god represents something different thematically. So uh, they're both going to have to stand for something a little bit different. And yeah. I think that's, you know, more to be revealed. But um, good point. Oh, yeah. So uh, Oleg, he goes and he captures uh, his brother, Deer. Deer. Deer, help me out there if that's how you pronounce it. They surprise attacked him. And basically for just even threatening, you know, Correct. to, to uh, threatening the life of Igor, you know, when he has, uh, when he has the kid. So, what did you think of the brothers? Uh, I don't know if you call them pleas or his his reasoning to try to keep him alive. Oh, his! You know what? I wrote it down as him begging, right? I, I was said like, begging. He wasn't like on his knees, but it was begging. Right, but he was in his voice, in his tone, in his cadence. Yeah. He was like, "Just you know, please." please. <laughs> <laughs> I pro- you will never have to worry about not trusting me again. And I was like, "Ooh." It was kind of a. It was begging, but it was kind of a dignified begging. But it was begging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what else can you do though at that point? What else? But then catch this. For a split second, we thought that he was going to be kind and just show mercy on his yeah, brother. Yeah, why right? is that? Why is that? He's always he kind of uh, Oleg always always kind of wants to leave you like uh, off, you know, Desert. never sure footed. Yeah. Um, yeah. For so for a moment, I thought that was like an option. Like he was generally weighing the options. Like he was open minded, but <laughs> and then he, he he asked him a question that he already knew the answer to once again. And it was something about Odin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you, I think he, uh, the brother, uh, King Durs said, I swear on, was he talking about? Oh, yeah. Can you your, swear on Odin? On the, on the yeah, he swore off. First he swore on his on his wife, his dead wife. And then he turned around and asked him to swear on Odin. Now, this is a, a tricky thing because uh, the way I interpret it, and tell me what you got from it, but the way I interpret it, Interpret is that you're not maybe you're not supposed to swear on Odin, like maybe you're not supposed to swear on Jesus. Ooh. That's the way I interpret it. As opposed, I didn't think it was being uh, rebellious of him. Uh, okay, cool, we're getting down there. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I didn't take it as that he was um, being rebellious 
Uh, I just took it that, that maybe that's one thing that you're not supposed to do, even though I am loyal. But maybe, I don't know, maybe did you think it was just him revealing that he wasn't totally loyal? Or how did you take it? Oh, so the way that I initially took it was that he he wanted to see what side of the fence he was on. Was mm. he still on the side of Christianity oh, or okay. was he still on the side of the gods with the Viking way? Okay. And I felt like in that moment, if he agreed to the Viking way, then it meant that he could trust him. Wow. But if he agreed to the Christianity lifestyle then he knew he couldn't trust him. That's the way I took it. Right. Could be totally no, it's wrong. That's, a, that's a legitimate angle. I haven't thought about that. So maybe you guys can help us out help with us that. Out. We'd love to know your twist help on that. Alright, so before we get into uh, entertainment news and predictions, let's get to King Olaf where he's captured King Harold. He's dragged him out in rags. They're throwing him raw meat. <laughs> King Harold is just like chopping at the bone like he has like he's eating a brontosaurus burger and he hasn't eaten in weeks. Right. Oh my goodness. And he said, I haven't had I haven't had meat in forever. I'm like, where have you been keeping him? Yeah, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, brontosaurus burgers. I was a throwback to the Flintstones. If you ever see them, where they have like those big like dinosaur legs. Anyway, Anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So poor, so so poor King Harold. You, we've already talked about you know about his condition and whether whether we think he's worth saving or not. But then an interesting thing, I didn't know he had developed this relationship with the guard Canute. Yes. And so uh, uh, he finally gets to the point when I was wondering, is like, are you going to f- tr- eventually try to bribe this this guard? But like, if he goes back and tells uh, Olaf, then, the, you know, that could, ki- that could kill him. That was another thing. Correct. So, but what did you think about him uh, ask, uh, trying to bribe Canute to let him go? I thought it just revealed King Harold's old, manipulative ways. <laughs> I told y'all I don't trust him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's nothing, so, but wait, could you, so you're saying that actually by being, a, I'm going to say loyal, but not causing any rifts and not trying to bribe the, uh, the servant, that maybe perhaps that of like, I don't know. Uh, help uh, help adhere him to adhere his life. Help keep his life. As a opposed- little bit. Okay. Yes, I think as we said before, King Harold is always what's going to. He's always going to do what's in his better interest. Mm-hmm. So right now, he's saying anything to yeah. get out of this horrible situation. And at the end of the day, he's talking about giving him a kingship. And the guy laughed in his <laughs> face, like you have no power. <laughs> so. Until the guy gives the reveal that, because I'm thinking like 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 Canute saying you don't really have any power. Until drum roll, please. Bjorn is on the attack and he's snucking to get ready to rescue him. Yeah, yeah I, I love that twist. I mean, we knew it was coming, but you know, we knew they also had to have a, a sneaky way to do it. But yet and still, they're still aware of it. Olaf's aware of it. Olaf has gone into like this weird, like godly trance. What do you think's going on in him when he's like tripping out and like the end of the world and burning, you know, as they're cutting to the invasion? I mean, every time that I've seen him and can remember him, he's always had like that narrator okay. chorus vibe to him. Okay. And I think that's just him. He's always been a little cuckoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so as we see, poor Bjorn and his guys, they get trapped. They were sneaking underwater and they get caught in this circle of flames. You know, it's a bust, and some of them are barely able to make it out, and they kind of leave you on that cliffhanger so uh with that said um before i get your overall thoughts and predictions on the episode we've been talking about there's some entertainment news that lauren lauren wants to give us so lauren do you want to give us an update sure so for our entertainment this week if you have been following katherine wittick on her in on her twitter she has 
told us some of her favorite props that she is able to keep from this season's finale. This whole situation has led up to season six ending, as we know. But she's going to get a chance to keep her sword. Her armor. Wow. Yes. And her shield, her actual shield, the the cast and crew signed it. Now, as an wow. actress, I'm like, that's epic. That's like, dope. That's dope. Yeah. Like, she can hang out on her wall. Yeah, How cool yeah. is that? So, that's our news for this week. All right. Good stuff. And uh, she's going to be giving, uh, Lauren's going to be giving us the news, a little update every week as well. So, this concludes our episode for uh, After Buzz's TV coverage of episode three, Ghost gods and running dogs we didn't get a chance to get to predictions but we'll talk about next week predictions of what's going on with Bjorn a little bit okay and 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 Lagatha and then what's and even Ingrid yeah so so good stuff tell them where they can check you out oh yeah everybody this is your boy Al G you can check me out on Instagram at Al G underscore Jamaica house and we got our girl Lauren over here where can we find you you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren B mostly and hope to see you guys back again next week next Wednesday at 10 founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to afterbuzztv.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 